spin. Where did you dig up that old fossil? We're going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's not a moment. We're all fine here now, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. It's been a very busy week, Kenton, uh, not only for Star Wars, but for other events in the world as well. Oh, uh, like what? Oh, nothing. You know. Um, there may be a little election going on south of the border that we are, uh, you know, and we're not going to tr- talk a lot about it. We're going to maybe save that for an episode of Media Nerds or something. It's not Star Wars related. But it certainly is interesting, and it certainly has been dominating a lot of my media consumption this week, for sure. Watching a lot of lots of CNN. CNN syndrome is what I call it. Yeah, me too. Um, and that's just, like, on nonstop. Although I do like – I will say, I do like to switch over to the Canadian coverage just for a break. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty intense when you got all those numbers coming at you. Like, it's all about numbers and percentages. I've never seen math reported on so much mm. in the news. Uh, but uh, it does kind of get overwhelming. So then I switch over to the Canadian side, and they're a lot, they're a lot like – mellower <laughs> about it it's i find it's nice <laughs> uh what i was gonna say about it well, let's tie it back into star wars here is um i'm ready to topple the palpatine statue at the end of return of the jedi you know where you see it, the statue come down and then i think we all have to sing the yub yub song sure I'm i up think for it. i think that's how this has to end yep agreed agreed uh, and it's interesting because it's not happening as quickly as it happened at the end of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> it's like no. boom, like that. They blew up that Death Star, and immediately it all it all went away. Or I guess we're learning more about that period. Actually, we uh, are through the, through the Mandalorian. We know that it wasn't all uh, um, sunshine and roses for everybody. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, this is certainly taking it's taking time for them to deserve, determine who wins this election. And so we're just kind of waiting patiently yeah. while they they figure it out. We did have another episode of The Mandalorian this week. I've just finished watching it. I watched it over my lunch break, as per usual, um, before my 1 o'clock class. So it's nice and fresh in my mind. Uh, Should we just get right into it? Uh, Let's see. Is there any other Star Wars metaphor we can draw into the American election? Jar Jar Binks. Who's the Jar Jar Binks, Dan? uh, who's, Who's the person who's making lots of bad decisions, but they're just a moron, and they're they're enabling... They're enabling... Yeah, they're enabling the emperor. <laughs> no, I don't know. They're the Jar-Jar deciding Jar-Jar. vote of the for the emperor to say, declare um... martial law. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's all a blur right now. I can't think of anybody to hmm. uh, to single out as far as that stuff goes. All right, I guess we better talk about the Mandalorian then. That sounds good. Uh, so again, another great episode. Shorter episode. Uh, we're closer to thirty minutes this time around. Uh, so again, we're we're fluctuating wildly as far as the length goes of these episodes, but. It was 45 minutes, I think, wasn't it? No, no, it was like 30 was something, 30 something, 36 Ooh, minutes or something like that. And I thought it was 45. Credits. No, it's including credits. Ah. Like I, I had time to watch it before. Like I got, I was out and I got back uh, after, after noon, after 12 noon, mm-hmm. and I still got back in time to watch the whole episode before my class at one o'clock. So yeah, definitely shorter. Um, but it picks up right where we left off, where he's like zooming back to uh, Moss Eisley with his speeder bike and the... Um, and the child yeah. and his big hunk of meat. That's Lawrence of Arabia, that scene. Like, the classic little thing in the distance, and you don't know what it is, and then it gets closer, 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 closer. I love that. Great shot. Yeah. And then uh, and then we see these guys. Now, the, these there's a group of people who are, like, looking to ambush them. They do the old string the string the rope across the... I mean, come <laughs> on. This is, like, the oldest trick in the book. I oldest trick in the Mando book. I fell for it, but whatever. If you're traveling at 800 kilometers an hour, then... Uh, <laughs> 
you're not going to see the rope, uh, but they basically, they string up that rope. They, they knock him off. They clothesline him off of the speeder bike, and then they try to take him down. Now, do you think those guys were there for the child? They say get the, they said get the child. It looked they, like are, it. Are they bounty hunters, like, trying to get the child, or are they just regular, everyday I was wonder. I was thinking about that later, and I thought uh, they're like the Dukes of Hazard of Tatooine. Like they're just who knows what. <laughs> who knows what the hell? Yeah, what are they doing there? I, they got nothing else to do, I guess. But I, they they did appear to be after the child. They did a, that. They did, but the last guy that survived. So he takes care of all of them except for the one, and he he kind of tries to work out a bargain. And the guy takes it. He takes the deal. He's like, I'll take, I'll take your rocket pack. Give me your rocket pack. <laughs> which That's was also like a really really funny moment where he just sets it off and then the guy goes flying up and then the rocket pack comes back to him and the guy falls to his death so again nice little funny segment there and did you um, notice that the rocket pack falls like r2d2 when he's shot by the jawas in a new hope it does the alter dunk yeah 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 um, and it was, it was great like the whole whole sequence is great but it shows you how much the child means to him because he was basically willing to give up the boba fett armor he's like take whatever you want he, yeah. he was willing to give up anything to save the child and he basically said if you hurt the child there's nothing that you can do that will stop me from killing you so those two very good reasons why that guy chose not to uh to kill the child because he had him at knife point um but it just shows you how much that child means to mando at this point yeah, I, there, there's definitely that going on. There's also I, I don't know what I'm not. I wonder if you thought the same thing as me. I thought Boba Fett's chasing him in the first. Uh, uh, well, why, you... why wouldn't? He, yeah, but if Boba Fett was chasing him, why wouldn't he catch up to him while he's walking through the desert or something like? Because he had to walk all the way back to to Mos Eisley from wherever he was. So well, we didn't but... see. Well, we didn't see if Boba Fett had anything with him or had any. If speed he was... or anything like that. No, we don't know. We didn't know. So I thought they might just plunge us into something. But I think that's going to come back later in the yeah. But now that we've already left Tatooine and we're on to a different planet, like that happens later in the episode, I think we're going to come back to Boba Fett, like yeah. maybe last couple of episodes of the season. So we'll have to, we'll have to wait on that. Um, but he does get back to Moss Eisley. He does go back and speak to... Now, what's Amy Sedaris' name in real... What's her name in the... On the show? Yeah. I, the problem is I call her Amy Sedaris and then I call her Ripley because I... <laughs> Bar- she looks like she's Dollar Store Ripley. Where she <laughs> she's kind of like... Uh, rough around the edges, Ripley, but I don't know what her name is. Are you looking it up? I'm looking it up. Yeah. Yeah. Please do because uh, it'd be nice to know her real name. And the, the problem is, you and I started calling her a nickname, and now I can't. Re- <laughs> oh. I don't know what her real name is on the show or what uh, her character Amy name. Sedar- Amy Sedaris might have the best comedy cam- cameo in the Mandalorian. Yeah. It says uh, it says after her, it's it's a, it connects to the to Elf. The actress reteams with John Favreau following her role in Elf. Oh. What was she in Elf? She <laughs> one the, I don't know what she was. Well, she oh, was playing. Things. I think she was playing Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she's her incredible. Name, her name is Peli Motto. P e l i m o t t o. Oh, her shtick is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. We can we come we come across her. We're we're at like probably the cantina, probably Masai's the cantina. Um, and she's t- hanging out in the booth with a with an ant, with a giant <laughs> ant. I love the creatures. There's so many awesome new creatures yeah. in the series. So she's basically sitting there with a playing playing sabak with a giant ant. Um, <laughs> I just I just thought of something. Was that ant added to the special edition? I have no idea. Was he sitting in the cantina in the special edition? It just popped into my head. Or am I thinking of something else from Star Wars? I, I don't know. It might be. It might I, be. I, but I feel like that's that's a. 
and then whenever I see a monster like that, I feel like it's a nod to like old school like monster movies, like oh. they or them. Was it them? Was a yeah. classic uh, movie about giant ants and that kind of. That's what that feels like. Or or in um in the movie matinee, there's a there's a movie within the movie called Mant, which is about a man who turns into an ant. And I think I think about those things when I think about that kind of see that kind of creature. I just made a connection. Isn't the director of this episode one of the directors of one of the Ant-Man movies? Oh, I don't know. Is it? I think it is. <laughs> that could be. I could. That, that could be. be it. it could be the drum playing ant from Ant-Man. <laughs> That's true, eh? Are you looking it up to I'm see? Looking, I'm just. I don't know who who directed the Ant-Man movie. I don't even know. Oh, I think. Hang on. Give me two seconds. Let's just find out who the man like who directed. I can't remember now who directed the episode. I thought I I. And maybe I'm even wrong, but let's see. Peyton Reed. Oh yeah, he did. The, he did do. Uh, Which one? Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, it is the it's the drumming ant. Yeah, that's what it is. Are we the first ones to notice that? Probably maybe. not. Maybe we were. But uh, but that it has to be. <laughs> it has to be the the ant at the drum set. That's exactly. He just took that. He brought he it in model and then brought it back. Yeah. He brought it from home. <laughs> um. So she's playing with this ant and. Uh, <laughs> playing Savak and uh the deal is that he he's he needs to find a Mandalorian still needs to find Mandalorians and uh he says that he knows where there are some if he backs his bet or something like that and then he loses the back she is an idiot's array uh the best hand in Savak and um and then yeah then from there they kind of connect him with the salamander lady that the again another cool creature design and looks just like a humanoid salamander or lizard and uh, he's got to transport her and her eggs to another planet, but they can't use hyperspace. That's the that's the that's the gimmick here. So he's got to travel through real space, and I can't imagine how long. Like again, I, they don't get into this stuff in Star Wars. They don't get into like distances involved. They don't get into the science behind it or anything like that. But you know that traveling through real space takes time. So there's no real sense of how long this trip is going to take, right? As opposed to like the hyperspace was just instantaneous. So mm-hmm. that's a problem for Mando is that he's got to he's got to travel through space in real time um or in you know in normal time with a frog hyperspace. lady with, yeah, frog, with frog lady, lady. and her eggs uh, which which baby Yoda finds delicious. <laughs> uh and I was I was wondering what was going to happen with that cuz I'm like, "Oh, maybe because it looks like he looks at the frog eggs yeah. and he's like, "Oh, there's like there's some kind of connection. Is he sensing the life within? Is he going to help them hatch? <laughs> What's going to happen here?" He's like he's touching it, he's he's drawing them, he's you can tell he's using the force on them a little bit and then he just starts eating them. <laughs> That's he just it. wants to eat. Just just a snack for him. He does all he cares about is eating. And so he starts popping those things in. in and they're mouth. the last remaining spe- of the species, we find out. Of the, of the family. A family right. line. It's their last remaining. Yeah, that's right. And they're, they're, her husband has taken great lengths to go to this other planet to set up a home for them <laughs> and all this other stuff. And then BBO is just eating those eating those eggs like no, no tomorrow. He eats at least three or four of them in the episode. He's a villain in this episode. <laughs> he's... he's... He's a little demon eating eating things that he shouldn't be eating. Yeah, yeah. But then uh, Mando uh, comes across a, this is again these are scenes from the trailer. He comes across a, kind of a patrol, a, a X-wing patrol. Our, our good friend, uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Another cameo from um, from what's his name? Why am I Dave Filoni. That? Dave Filoni is the is the you know reprising his role as the um, X-wing pilot, whatever. And did you recognize the other pilot? He looks familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Get get ready. Are you ready? Who is it? 
He is the owner of CBC's Kim Kim's Convenience. Oh, it's right. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes, that's right. I didn't believe it until I looked it up, and I didn't believe it until I looked yeah. it up. I was like, "Yeah, that's him." <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, yeah. Get some work in the in the. Uh... In the American uh, industry, there that's good. Yeah, so that's another Canadian uh, cameo there. That's great. So those two guys, they 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 like kind of pull him over, so to speak, as as they would, um, <laughs> and they ask him for transponder. I like I like the like the intricacies of this. No, I don't need a transponder because I'm a pre-empire. Blah blah blah. Like he's there. There are a lot. He doesn't need to have that because he's got like grandfathered in rules or something like that because of his ship. And they're like, nope, you need a transponder now because of this. And he's like, oh, okay, thanks for letting me know. And there's all this kind of stuff that happens. So I like that little conversation around the legality of his lack of transponder, whatever that is. That's fun. Yeah. Those are the, again, little details that I love about uh, about the show. Yeah. So, um, and then, yeah, he gets pulled over and then he kind of tries to stall. And again, I love the, um, um, uh, there's a, like a little bit of this uncertainty there where they don't know what's going to happen. And they figure out that he was, his ship was the one used in the, in the jailbreak from last season, the, uh, Bill Burr, Bill Burr episode where he goes in and, and they realize that, uh, that his ship was part of that. And then they, they start chasing him. And that was a great little chase. That was a great little like, like ship chase, right? Through the, through space and then through the atmosphere of the planet. Oh yeah. That was, it was beautiful. Yeah. It, lo- it it reminded me. I like the point of view shots in Star Wars, like on the snow speeders and stuff like that. And there's some great stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, gorgeous to look at. Very, the special effects are insane. Yeah, yeah like we so couldn't imagine. Couldn't imagine something like that like ten years ago. I was watching. Uh, you know, as I, as I do, I like to watch TikToks, and there was you know quite a few Star Wars TikToks reacting to. This and one girl was like, "What do you think the budget was for the episode?" Talking about the last week's episode, the, what was the budget? Fifty million, something like that. It's worth it, whatever it is. It's yeah. worth it. They're they're like doing it really well. So, so yeah, he basically gets stranded on this planet because he crashes and crashes through the ice. Oh, oh, oh and a... be, before we continue, I have to say I love the little. I love Mando sleeps on the bottom, and Baby Yoda has his tiny little compartment at the top. That is so. <laughs> That was cute, hey? It's cute, but it's yeah. also like also the, you can just see the relationship. Yeah. Like they have a relationship and then Baby Yoda keeps trying to scarf down those eggs and he's like, "No, stop it. How many did you eat?" Like he's like, "Please don't eat any more of these eggs." Like he like he just doesn't understand. Um so then yeah, so then they crash and then he's got to uh he's got to repair his ship and in the middle of all this, the uh the lizard lady who who can't speak standard or can't speak English, so to speak can only speak your own language, figures a way to wire up the killer droid from, or again, from that same episode, the one that, that um, the, the Death Star droid, or whatever you call them, from the uh, heist episode last season. And she figures out a way to wire him up. She can, she, she can use his voice as a translator, I guess. Right? That's I don't know how she does that, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then she tells them that it's urgent. They have to get out of here. They can't wait any longer. Da da da. Like I don't know that that was really necessary. It was kind of cool. It was cool. That she did that, but I don't know that we knew. Like we knew that there was an urgency to this. I don't think we needed to have that conversation necessarily. Maybe because it, it kind of informs like what she does next when she takes off. Yeah. Um, at first, at first, I thought there was something weird going on that she was gonna that that uh, maybe it was gonna turn out she was after. The Mandalorian. She was gonna do something. I thought was, I was worried. Yeah, it was I thought, all a ruse to get close to the child. Yeah, I like thought that. she was gonna yeah. weaponize the droid, and then it turned out to just be kind of a loudspeaker system, which yeah. was kind of which is okay. It's cool. It's one of those Star Wars things where 
yeah, they throw it in. It's a detail, but it's kind of cool. We've never, we've never seen it before. I don't think have we? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Somebody, somebody using a droid like that. So then, um, then she does take. So then Mando finds, says, "Fine." Uh, he goes out and starts repairing his ship, and, um, and then at some point she takes off, and then Baby Yoda comes out and tells them that she takes off. She takes off to go relax in a hot tub, as it turns out, <laughs> natural spring, natural hot spring, in this ice planet. Uh, which is also, uh, uh, and again, this is where Baby Yoda gets them into trouble because he can't stop eating things. But he goes and, and after, after for a third time, he's pushed away from the, uh, the the jar of eggs. He goes off to to poke around in all these little pods, and immediately, as soon as you see these pods that are in this room, it's like, <laughs> what? It, don't touch those. That's alien. That's alien right there. Oh yeah. Don't touch those things. That's like right out of alien. There's something going to come out of there and crawl after them. And sure enough, it's all these spiders that hatch out of these little pods and come after him, including a giant spider. There's all kinds of different sizes, actually. But yeah. uh, the giant spider is the one that really gets them. And it, I, actually, I think that, I don't know if it's supposed to be the same creature, but there's a very similar creature that you kill in the um, Jedi Fallen Order game. Do you remember that? I do. Um, yeah, and there's I'm sure like, it's a similar spidery kind of creature that you have to kill on a couple of those planets. That might be the same one. That I, for all I know, I don't remember what the creature it's, it's was very called. Very similar. It's yeah. a spider with some tentacles coming out. It's, a, it's you know, it's ostensibly a spider. Right. So <laughs> they, a big chase scene again. They get chased down. They get trapped in the uh, in the cockpit of mm-hmm. um, the Razor Crest. That's the only place that's safe uh, to get. And it's a big fight. They have to. And again, uh, for a minute there, you don't know that they're going to make it. Like I really did was wondering if if so, we're going to lose somebody. We're going to lose the lizard lady, maybe yeah. I thought, or, or something like that, or the eggs. Uh, but they managed to get through it and, and uh, burn all the ones away, and then they're trapped in there. And then the uh, the two X-wing pilots come to their rescue. So so um, uh, Kim's convenience and, uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, what's his face? I always forget his name. Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. <laughs> they come to the rescue, and they, but they don't even like they they help them as in they kill the spiders. Yeah. But then um, there's. Your son just dropped your cat on you. Yeah, that's not, right. Not, a, not unlike uh, little baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they don't help them with anything else. He's like, they're like, oh, we're going to drop the charges yeah. because our records show that you helped these people or something like that. Like, I don't know. I don't, yeah. You know, like, why, if they had that information, why chase him? Like, why go through all that? You know what I mean? Like, well, it was, it's the it classic... Weird, if the cops pull you over, don't run. <laughs> if, right. you don't, if you don't have anything but, to but hide, because the they will he, chase you. The reason he ran is because they put their their wings in attack position, and they're yeah. like, okay, like you know, do this thing or whatever. And like they, like as soon as he he assumed that they were going to arrest him because of his connection with the thing. Then they chase after him, and say, don't let, don't make us do this. Da da da. All these kinds of things. And then later on, they say, oh, by the way, we looked up the full story and we realized that you did a good thing, so we're not going to arrest you, but we're not going to help you either. And they just kind of take off. <laughs> I thought that was kind of rude. Leave them there with a wrecked ship uh, yeah. to try and get off this I- this uh, ice planet, which in which they could freeze to death. They don't have the proper uh, um, warm warm clothes or anything like that. So then, yeah, and then that that leads to the shot in the um, you know that we, again another shot we saw in the trailer, which is the completely battered uh, Razor Crest limping its way across space. Right, that's what yeah. that's what happened to it to make it into that, and it was in bad shape. Like it's just barely you can only seal the cockpit. Um, it's all open and sparking, and it's just not working very well. Um, and I guess he's going to get it repaired when he stops in at the uh, at the new planet. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, and that's it's, it's something just occurred to me as you were t- telling the story of him being trapped and left by the 
left by the X-Wing fighters, they could have called this episode Din's Inconvenience. <laughs> no, okay, that, that reminds me. That's his name, right? Din? Din. Okay, so, and, and I've, I've noticed that a lot of the uh, blogs and the articles that I'm reading about this show are referring to him by name a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just, I still think of him as Mando. I can't. Yeah. I, you know, I always think of uh, Carl Weathers and his kind of Mando, like that yeah. whole thing. That's how I think of him. I can't, I can't think of him as Din, whatever his no. name is. So he's still Mando to me. And the, and the title of the show is The Mandalorian. They want us to call him Mando. There's, there's no doubt about it. They would, the show would be called The Din. But I forgot, <laughs> I forgot that that was – the point is I forgot that that was his name. Like until all these articles started yeah. referring to it, him as this, I'm like, oh, yeah, I completely forgot that that was part of it, that we learned his real name. Yeah. This whole thing. So anyway, anyway, but yeah, that's it. Again, shorter episode than usual. Pretty simple. Uh, not not a ton happened as far as the overall story. Just another short little adventure um, for Mando to yeah. you know, I mean, what grow his bond with Baby Yoda. Um, you know, maybe make a friend in this uh, lizard lady. I don't know. Yeah. Seem to be pretty tight now. She helped. Uh, she helped shoot away some spiders. There was a moment. Uh, there was a real moment where that spider's like crawling on Baby Yoda's head. Yeah. Like, oh no. Or, or, or well, actually, what I thought was they're gonna like Baby Yoda is gonna force push them away or something. Yeah, like really, he's not helpless, right? Like he right. can use the force. So um, I don't know. We'll see. He, yeah, I think um, the cuteness factor for Baby Yoda went up this oh, yeah. th- t- in today's episode. They kind of ignored him a bit on the season premiere. The, the and, shot of him looking through the glass, kind yeah, of pressing oh. his face up against the glass of the egg thing, like that whole thing. That's great. Very cute. Cuteness went up. His his uh, menacing, his little <laughs> Dennis the Menace style, I'm eating stuff I shouldn't be eating, went, went up a notch. Um, and the da- Baby Yoda danger scale, I guess we should have like a thermometer or something that shows yeah, how dangerous. How much danger, how much danger yeah. Baby Yoda get into. And the other thing is we got to, we got to see him moving around more than we've yeah. ever, like scurrying around the way yeah. he walks and that kind of stuff. We haven't really seen much of that because usually we see him and he's like in one place and all of a sudden he's in another place. We don't actually <laughs> see him move from place to place. We saw him a little more scurrying around in this episode. So Yeah, no, it's great. And uh, I, I loved all of the, the Baby Yoda stuff. And I loved, I love that we saw the rebellion, or or, or the pilots. New, new, new Republic, yeah. though they said New Republic, yeah. though, right? They did yeah. say that. So yeah. sorry, I you know I keep calling them rebellion because uh, of course the second Death Star was referred to on the, even on the first episode, and they just look like they they look like they could have been Luke's buddies. Oh yeah, or whatever, and that's what's great about it. And who knows? The other thing I kept thinking was if they would have seen little baby Yoda, the something might have changed. They might have recognized him as being looking like Jedi Master Yoda. Yeah. And here's another thing. If um, like as, as, in that exchange, when he's talking to those X-Wing pilots and he says, may the force be with you. Like he says that to them and they say, and also with you. I mean, if he knows that that's a greeting, that's a standard kind of greeting or, or, or uh, farewell, whatever in this mm-hmm. universe. Then how does he not know about the Jedi and Yoda and all that stuff? Well, I as- I assume that he knows what he needs to know to get out of trouble, and the way to get like to the, the way to get rid of the rebellion is to go. May the Force be with you. I'm out of here. Like it's like the equivalent of of Happy New Year or something. And next thing you know, you're not in the party anymore. Well, it's <laughs> so like you can it's get like up. how uh, it's like how uh, Finn uses it in uh, in the Last Jedi. Yeah, right. Where he's like. May the force be with you. He's like, he's like, that means go away. <laughs> like that's yeah. what he's thinking about it, right? That's so that, right. Sure. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's what they'll say to Donald Trump on his way out of the White House. <laughs> May the force be with you. Good luck. 
we wish you the best, all the best of luck in your future endeavors. That's right. Like that's something like that they'll yeah, say. Yeah, that's what the force be with you. Yeah, friends. but I like I I there's so much in that episode that I really enjoyed. It's such a and and the only thing I didn't enjoy is what you just pointed out, which is I hate seeing Baby Yoda in danger. It yeah, it's, it, it's it ner- feels it nerve wracking. Yeah. It's very nerve wracking. Totally I mean, fills me with, to yeah, it's it's anxiety provoking. It drives me crazy because the last thing I want is for this thing to be, although today I did think, okay, there, he's going to be okay. They're, we're going to hand him off somewhere. But I just had a weird feeling when he was looking at the, um, the eggs floating around in the tank. Yeah. It was like, could he be Yoda clone? Is that oh, where this possibly. is going? I don't know. I mean, again, this kind of takes us into the whole, like, how does the cloning work? Because the cloning yeah. can, we know that um, the clone can, they can grow the clones to adulthood, as they did with all the clones in, in the uh, prequels. Um, but we also know they can create a clone and make him and have him grow up naturally. Like Boba Fett is a clone, right, of, mm-hmm. of Jango Fett, but he grazed them naturally like a son. So you could this could be a clone of Yoda that was just, uh, like, born and then not not artificially aged or whatever they did. Do you think we're going to see that clone doctor again from no. season one? Is he good? No. Is he? Nah. Oh, the guy from uh, the guy who's on the Empire. Like, with, he was um, with Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog? But, no. And he was sort of like he made the claim he was protecting the child, a sort of dubious claim. But yeah, uh, I don't think so. I think that's just a little minor character. Um, I, again, I mean, we have no idea where this is going. Like, he's still got to no. get to this planet and find these so called Mandalorians. Yeah. Um, you know, last time it didn't turn out to be Mandalorian. So what's going to be this time? We don't know yeah. that they're actually Mandalorians or what's going to happen. So, again, really great uh, kind of storytelling, I think. Yeah. It's it's like piecing out a little bit at a time, but still enjoyable. And, uh, yeah, I, I liked oh. it. It was a fun episode. And I, one thing we didn't mention, the frog hopping away was great. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was good, too. The yeah. hopping. See, I get, that, that tells me that she was, a, she was a frog lady. Like, I know yeah. that she – I thought she, thought she looked kind of like a salamander, but they're similar <laughs> – and yeah. she was, you know, when she moved, when they're running away from those spiders and she moved really quickly, that was absolutely the frog. Sorry, lady, I don't understand frog. Have you seen the new Baby Yoda doll that's available, that's going to be available? I, I've seen pictures of it. I've not seen it in real life, but it looks super cool. I saw a fun little video with uh, with Pedro Pascal out of makeup, out of, out of costume, of course. And he was holding it and he was like, and he he'd never seen it before, and he's like, "Oh, what do I do this?" And he touches it on the head, and if you touch it on his head, it kind of goes, "Ooh, cuckoo!" It's like an animatronic wow. baby Yoda, and it makes noises and it moves his eyes and everything. And he's like, "Oh!" Like he couldn't. It was so cute. He just loved it. Um, so that is going to be the hot item for this uh, holiday season uh, for the Star Wars fan in your life. Get them an animatronic baby Yoda doll. I think they're like eighty bucks. I want to say, yeah. uh, which is doesn't seem to be too uh, for something like that. It, that feels like an okay price. I don't think it's too expensive. No, no, that seems okay. I mean, the, that BB-8, remember the first yes. BB-8 came out, all that stuff? It was also expensive. Yeah. Um, and uh, I still think... I still think they were slow on the uptake with the Baby Yoda merch. I uh, I don't think they should have spoiled season one of, of The Mandalorian with it. But it sure came... It came like a year, almost a year after the, the season one aired. I think if they would have been a little faster with it, like maybe three months after the season one aired, I think they probably would have moved a truckload of that stuff. Oh, yeah, probably, yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of Star Wars products, I've been playing a little bit more of Star Wars Squadrons. 
Ooh, and, and I have an updated review as in that <laughs> yeah. uh, I do not like it as much as I did. Oh, um, and that's this is the reason was that I didn't now I, I realized now I did not play it enough at my first kind of sit down session with it because when I sat down the second time to play it, I realized that I was still in like the opening. I hadn't even finished the opening mission yet. I thought I, I thought oh. there were all these different parts. Too. I'm like, oh, okay, this is the mission one, mission two, mission three. No, this is all part of the same opening thing. I finish it and then I finally get the opening like title of the game. Like, oh, this was all meant to be the pre prelude to the the opening of the oh, game. Oh like, my geez, god, what's going on here? So then I then now I understand what you're talking to about when we get into the story uh, section of this, in that it is absolutely designed to be a VR game. Uh, because you you get into like once you're done the opening thing the title comes up then you meet the other members of your squad and that's kind of cool like you have all these different characters who are members of your squad you're on this X-wing squad and you know all these all these different kind of people different aliens and that kind of stuff but then like there's parts of the game where you're just sitting there talking to them and all you can do in these situations is look around like I, all I can do is like use the controller to like look up look down look around I'm like well that's meant for like it's a VR game because in VR half your time is spent going what. Oh, cool. And you're like looking around at all the, the room around you because it's such a cool experience. So that's what you do in these scenes. Um, I continue to be frustrated by the controls and by the gameplay. Like, I'm just not getting the hang of this flying these things. It's really difficult for me. Like, the mission I'm on right now that I'm stuck on is that all I have to do is blow up some freaking shuttles. Some, some like, Imperial shuttles. I have to blow them up before they get to the Star Destroyer. And I can't, the targeting system is, is messed up. I can't figure it, figure it out. And I always miss one of them. <laughs> So oh. it's like, because you have a time frame, you have a time limit, and if you don't build them all up within a certain time, then they get there and then then you lose the level. So I'm frustrated by that. Um, and I was talking to somebody on uh, Games You Deserve, on my, on my other podcast, I was talking to a guy who also was playing a lot of this, but he was playing it in VR, and he said that VR really helps you because as you're flying, if the guy flies by, you can look up and keep your eye on him while you, right. while you fly. It's like, it's more realistic. So you can steer the X-Wing to, to go after them while you're still looking at them. And I can't do that in this situation. because So it is frustrating. So I don't like the fact that they took a VR game and then they just basically ported it to the Xbox. Like they didn't, you know, it was always meant to be a VR game. And now I'm just playing it on an Xbox. That's what I've heard. Uh, the two negative comments that I told you about before. That's what I heard. That's exactly the complaint that I heard. That um, it seems somehow it's almost like you're being restricted from enjoying the game. Yeah, and I would say that, and at first I thought, oh, this is kind of neat, because at first they show like a shot of the hangar, and they have a person talking to you, and I'm like, oh, this, it did feel a little bit like a, like a Wing Commander game. Uh, <laughs> like, like, you know how they have those, like the cutscenes yeah. with Mark Hamill, where he sits there and talks to you, that's what's happening in the game, a lot of people sitting there and talking to you, but I'm like, I, it, after that, then it moves into this part where you're talking to these people one-on-one, -on -one, and again, you, you can't do anything other than sit there and, yeah. and look around, so it's, it is frustrating. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to finish it, and now my big uh. regret is that I didn't buy the actual disc. I downloaded it, so, um, but my, my regret is that I, I didn't buy the disc uh, because I, I, now I can't lend it to you. I would, if I bought oh. the disc, I would just would have given it to you, and so you could try it. But I didn't do that. I just downloaded it. So the future reference, I'm just going to make sure, going to make sure I buy the actual physical discs of all this stuff so that you can play it. It's funny that you mentioned that because I have a free, um, I don't know, I can't remember where I got it. I have some free time on the Xbox, Xbox Live, Xbox something, I don't know. And I was like, I'm never going to use this, so I was going to give it to you. Oh, but I don't, okay. I don't know where the hell it is. <laughs> it's here. It's All here right. somewhere. But it's like, when will I see, when will we go to school again, Dan? Like, never. <laughs> Maybe never. All right, last thing I want to talk about today before we uh, wrap up the podcast, they released the trailer 
for the Star Wars Lego Holiday Special, and I want to play it for us uh, so you can uh, react to it. I did ah. watch it last night. Uh, I just I caught it. I caught it was I don't know when it was released, but I caught it before I went to bed last night. So here it is, and then uh, let's uh, talk about it after we watch this uh, trailer. Twas the night before Life Day in a galaxy far, far away. Looking good. Tree, food, decorations. Coming together, heroes were to celebrate the day. Please be a cape. Please be a cape. It's a wrap. For Ray, adventure called, and she thought it would be fast. Wow. But there she found a key to the galaxy's past. Sorry, ah! sorry. Oh, oh, Master Luke, what are you doing? This is so cool! We've seen my master. Ah! My master's master. Concentrate. My master's father. Impressive. My master's father's master. Emperor Palpatine? Hmm? I don't believe it! Uh, you think maybe you could put a shirt on? It's a key ah! to travel across space and time. <laughs> I will change the future. So sure are you. Mm-hmm. Less talky-talky, more fighty-fighty. Ah! Ah! Hold races. Yes! So cute. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Galaxy's best emperor. Meh. You thinking what I'm thinking? Music. A time of joy. This is a friendship. A family. Where are you guys? Master Skywalker. My son. I mean, my. These binary sons. Unta, unta, solos? You want to shoot first? After you. All right, what do you think of that? Oh, funny. Predictably <laughs> funny. Predictably funny. Making lots of in-jokes about... Uh... Oh, hey, there's my head on your screen. Oh, sorry. I know that's distracting for you. Okay, I, what's what's distracting is knowing that you have to stare at my bald head for the whole podcast. <laughs> I'm not even looking at it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, in true Lego Star Wars fashion, they can have fun with it. They can they don't yeah. need to stick to any specific canon. They can do what they want. This is what it's always been like for Star Wars Lego. And I will add that uh, it is the voice of Darth Vader is Matt Sloan, uh, who we've uh, had on the podcast before and and is part of Blame Society Films. He was here. Yeah. Fan Quest in 2017, and he's been doing the voice of Darth Vader for cartoons and video games for pretty much, I don't know, the last 15 years or so. Like, ever since they did their Chad Vader series on YouTube, he's had that job of being kind of the understudy for um, for James Earl Jones. When it's not big enough for James Earl Jones, he'll do it, including including episodes of Rebels. He did tell me that, uh, even though James Earl Jones got the credit in Rebels, he said that he did that voice. So, I don't know how that works. That's fascinating. Yeah. Anyway. And you know how how Dave Prowse used to, and I've got his autograph just like on the other side of this room, and he always signed Dave Prowse is Darth Vader, like he had a axe to grind, like he was, he's like, yeah. I, it's me, yeah, I'm Darth Vader, just so you know. Yeah. What he should do, what your friend should do, is he should put Matt Sloan is really Darth Vader, like he should, <laughs> he he should sign the autograph. Although and he he's kind of not, he's kind of like the third Darth Vader. <laughs> right, but he's but probably he's not. I'm guessing he's probably not allowed to. 
go farm it out. There's probably probably not. No. Yeah, there's probably some kind of something. Although he did do but, it for the Daily Show uh, as well yeah. on the very final episode of the Daily Show with John Stewart. They had a thing where they interviewed the Dark Lord of the Sith, Darth Vader, and it was Matt doing that voice as well. So great. Uh, anyway, great, great to get job to get if you if you can be the voice of Darth Vader. Um, but yeah, lots of fun. So it looks like it's a time travel kind of uh, story. So Ray gets a time traveling crystal and goes back through all the different Star Wars eras, and we get prequel era, we get original trilogy era, we have the new uh, sequel era all mixed together. Looks like a lot of fun. It's Back to the Future. Yeah, for, which was Star Wars. At some point, she's backstage, at some point, Ray's backstage, and Chuck Berry does the duck walk, <laughs> and she takes, <laughs> she takes it back with her. Oh, I don't know. She takes it back. <laughs> It does look like fun, and it does look like they're poking fun at uh, themselves. There's a lot of you know jokes yeah. about shooting first and that kind of stuff. Um, so again, it looks like a lot of fun. I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking forward to it. It's next week. It's gonna be next week, I believe. Old Han, Young Han. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm 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 looking forward to it. Love it. All right, well, that's gonna do it for this episode of Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vadabonker. I'm Kenta Larson. Don't let the force hit you in the ass. I'm taking an awful risk, man. This had better work. Where did you dig up that old fossil? That's no moon.